0: Yeah. Yep. Hi, I'm Susan Raff, and welcome to Real Talk. We are in full swing of the political season. I just got back from New Hampshire for the primary, and we wanted to talk about the primary and what's in store for Republicans going in uh, to uh, not just Super Tuesday and other primaries, but uh, the upcoming November election. And- I want to welcome Jamie Stevenson, who was up in New Hampshire. Jamie is a former First Select woman of Darianne. She's also the chairman of a volunteer organization, Women for Nikki. So with that, thank you for joining us on Real Talk.
1: Thank you for having me, Susan. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: How would you describe the New Hampshire primary?
1: Oh my goodness, it was so exciting to be in a state where there's so much excitement across the country about the outcome of the primary. First in the nation primary, you know, Iowa was a caucus, so this was a primary. And what I really loved was to see the grassroots nature of that primary taking place. How Uh, deeply the people of that granite state care about the candidates. They care about their issues and their policies, and they really get to be one-on-one with the candidates for quite some time. So it was very exciting to be there.
0: For me, it was a little bit different. And I think for a lot of people covering the primary and even participating, there were far fewer candidates because Democrats really Uh, weren't a big part of this primary. And that is because uh, four years ago, uh, President Biden was uh, not happy with some of the uh, support that he got in New Hampshire and decided to make South Carolina uh, their priority. So Biden was Mm -hmm. a write-in on the candidate. So this was really about Republicans, although there were some Democratic candidates there, but far fewer than years past.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. So for me, it was very exciting. Uh, you know, my candidate was front and center in that primary. Um, wonderful to see the outpouring from the press there. Press from all over the world were in New Hampshire to cover that race. So um, it was it was a pleasure to be there doing my little
0: part. She was front and center, but she did not win. Um, how do you... Uh deal with that. Or, you know, I mean, the fact that she's still going to stay in the race, but let's be honest, you know, money runs out support and Donald Trump definitely has uh, a lot of support. Do you, how, what was your reaction to her, uh, you know, losing and, you know, going forward? So actually
1: she did better than most polls said that she would in New Hampshire. Um, and you know, you just have to look at the speeches that were made, uh, at the end of the day, when the, when the delegates were all counted up, Nikki's rally, you were there, you saw it. it there was so much positive energy in that room. Everybody was thrilled to hear that it's not over for her. She's already in South Carolina, boots on the ground, getting ready. It's her home state, um, This race is not over. When you look at Iowa and you look at New Hampshire, you can really see that essentially only 50 percent of people voted for Donald Trump. So um, I'm thrilled that she's still in it to win it. She is a very positive, forward thinking candidate. Donald Trump became unhinged. During his speech after that, going directly at Nikki, you know, not thanking his supporters. So to me, the contrast is stark and my money and my support will continue to be behind Nikki Haley all the way through the convention.
0: I agree with you. There was a lot of uh, excitement at Haley's events. I think they uh, many Republicans, more moderates, are looking for something else other than Donald Trump. Uh, and that was clearly evident at the, uh, you know, the events uh, that we went to.
1: That's 100 percent true. And, you know, everybody you talk to, nobody wants the matchup. Nobody wants the Biden-Trump matchup again. Um We really need to move on from the the chaos and the anger that surrounds both of those candidates, not the least of which, you know, their their age plays into it. Um, You've heard Nikki say it. It's time for a new generational leader. I'm thrilled that she is getting so much support from moderates, um, from uh, conservative Democrats. You know, when you look at the country as a whole, um, that's a significant number of people in in that who fall into that category, that moderate middle of the road. Um, And what's really interesting is I heard from so many people yesterday who um, are, you know, maybe unaffiliated, uh, maybe Democrats going out and registering to become Republicans, to vote in the Republican primary on April 2nd here in Connecticut. So we welcome all of those people because that's America. That's what America's all about and they should have a voice too.
0: One of the things that I noticed at uh, events and rallies, and I went to both for Donald Trump and uh, Nikki Haley, you saw a lot more women uh, at the Haley events and younger voters. So they seem to be those looking for a different candidate. But can women, and I'd like you to talk about women for Nikki, you're Mm -hmm. the chairman of that. As I understand, it's in all 50 states. Uh, Is that enough uh, to bring Nikki to uh, a victory in November?
1: I think it's incredibly powerful. Um, You cannot underestimate Women across this country. You know, we make the decisions for our families. Um, We have influence in our social circles. Uh, So I think um, tapping into the power of the women's base across the country, to me, it's not identity politics, it's a reality. You know, things like safety and security and education. And the economy, women really understand those issues on a granular level day to day. So, you know, the more women that can get behind Nikki Haley, to me, that's going to be a game changer for her going forward.
0: I think Republicans and Democrats share a similar uh, issue, and that is there are Republicans, moderates, certainly more in Connecticut than maybe some other states. Uh, who do not want to see Donald Trump uh, win again. And I think there are some Democrats who really don't want to see Joe Biden uh, win. Uh, and they're looking for a different candidate. They don't want to see these two people match up again uh, like we saw four years ago. But it's very difficult to not endorse. I mean, what will you do if Nikki Haley doesn't you know, make it through this process? Uh, I plan to write her in
1: the November election on my ballot
0: you know really? i i
1: i really do um for the first time in a long time i have a candidate that i can believe in i i as a former municipal executive i have seen how well, she performed as the governor of South Carolina during some very, very difficult times. She was a rock star, even according to Donald Trump. She was a rock star at the UN for America. She's a mom. She's a wife of a combat veteran. She's She is the whole package. And on top of that, she is a compassionate leader. She connects one-on-one with every single voter. Hopefully you got to see that in New Hampshire, Susan. Um, She's usually the last person to leave the room. She shakes every hand. She wants to hear what's important to voters. Just such a stark contrast from Donald Trump Um, who I think, you know, the only word in his vocabulary is I. He never talks about we. He never talks about what he's actually going to do for the American people. It's all about uh, vindictiveness and who's against him today. and, And, you know, Americans are tired. They're really tired of that. There's too much chaos in the world. We need a leader who's positive and gives us hope for the future.
0: During her speech, when the polls closed, and I was actually surprised that the results came in as quickly as they did, Uh, and she said that she had no plans to quit the race and that New Hampshire may be the first primary, but it's not the last. And she does have a long way to go, you know, uh, and many primaries. And Donald Trump has already made inroads in South Carolina, her home state, securing up, uh, you know, people that could uh, bring him to a victory uh, during that primary Um, How concerned are you about that? I mean, that she may not make it.
1: You know, what I love about Nikki Haley is she is a fighter and she's going to fight until the very end. Hopefully she's going to fight to a win for her. Uh, Listen, you know that in the political cycle, the time between now and November is a lifetime. And particularly with Donald Trump, where there's so much controversy surrounding him, we just don't know what's going to happen to him between now and November. So I think she's super smart to stay in. Donors are actually flocking to her. Um, uh, since she said that she's going to stay in the race, which I'm thrilled. You know, I I made my own modest donation again to her, um, you know, to help keep the wind in her sails. Um, And we know that Donald Trump has said that, you know, any donors that donate to Nikki Haley now are, you know, we're going to be tossed out of the MAGA camp. Well, you know what? People really don't want to associate with the MAGA camp. And so I think that's going to backfire on him. So lots of time, lots of things can happen. Nikki is eyes forward, you know, with the goal in mind. Um, And it's just such an inspiration to watch her as as a presidential candidate.
0: You brought up something, you know, this, you know, the MAGA. And, you know, there are a lot of people in Washington who I think, are supportive of Trump and the MAGA because they see something in it for themselves. Do you think there are closet uh, you know, supporters in the sense that maybe when it comes to the election and when it comes to voting, they're going to vote their conscience, uh, but they may not be able to say that publicly?
1: I do think that's true. And I do want to say here that, you know, I understand how those who are supporting Donald Trump, I understand why they're supporting him. Um, They're afraid. There's so much going on. There's so much chaos. Life has become really difficult and dangerous for people across our country. um, And they need someone to save America. And to them, Donald Trump is a known quantity. But I would say that Nikki Haley has more of what it's going to take to actually build the kind of consensus that you need to make that substantive, substantive change uh, in policies to bring us back to a time of safety, security, and prosperity. So I hope that they will give her a chance. I hope that they will get to know her and realize that she is a much better choice Uh, And polls show it a much better choice to beat Joe Biden in November.
0: Connecticut's primary is earlier this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. They've moved it up. I think it's April 2nd. Am I correct? Correct. Okay. Um, And Connecticut hasn't really been a big player in the primary process. We're a smaller state and we had it a little bit later. Do you think that moving it up will have any impact on the state and the candidates?
1: You know, I'm not sure about that. You have to remember that on March 5th, we have Super Tuesday, you know, which is I think 16 states, including California and Texas. There's about, you know, 870 delegates up for grabs on that one day. So um, I would have loved to have seen the Connecticut primary date moved forward even further, maybe become part of Super Tuesday. So, you know, I, I imagine that the the picture will become much more clear after March 5th.
0: Let's say Nikki Haley makes it to November. And um, do you think that she has a better chance of taking on President Biden than Donald Trump? Oh,
1: there's no question. Every poll shows that she pulls double digits ahead of Joe Biden in the November election. And I think that she will garner even more support uh, amongst moderate Democrats between now and then.
0: And before I let you go, what other work uh, are you planning to do to get uh, the word out about your candidate Nikki Haley?
1: Well, I think the first thing that we have to do is get the message out about how much time we have left for those that might want to register to be a Republican and vote in the Republican primary. So that will be one goal of mine, continuing to grow the ranks of our Women for Nikki movement. Maybe you got to see it a little bit, but these women are Nikki's grassroots team across the country and how fantastic it was that so many women from who weren't from New Hampshire came into New Hampshire to do that hard work, door knock, phone calls, you know, go to every retail stop to be, you know, right there with Nikki and Governor Sununu. So we're just going to keep growing our ranks um, we're going to encourage people to donate to Nikki Haley. Um, she's doing great. I know she's got a couple big fundraisers coming up in the next few weeks, which are very exciting. Um, and we're going to keep that positive spirit going because America needs um, somebody like Nikki Haley. We need hope. We need positivity. We need her skill and her focus. Um, so I'm I'm really happy to continue the mission.
0: And I think the focus clearly, and not new by any stretch of the imagination, is to gain support from independents, unaffiliated voters. And that's what was so different in New Hampshire, unaffiliated. Uh, or independents and undeclared voters. In fact, at a polling place that we were at, uh, so, you know, Republicans or Democrats, you know, or they, they, uh, Democrats obviously can't vote, but if you're an independent, you can vote in the Republican primary and then there's a line where you can switch back. Connecticut has talked about having an open primary for a very long time, Uh, that really hasn't happened, but independents are the largest voting block in Connecticut. Uh, So I would imagine that they have some tough decisions to make.
1: Absolutely. You know, we all across the country need to embrace the idea that um, unaffiliated voters deserve to have a voice in these primaries. I hope Connecticut will reconsider open primaries so that everybody's voice can be heard.
0: Jamie Stevenson, thank you so much. It was wonderful seeing you up in New Hampshire. There were other uh, Connecticut voters up there, too, campaigning. Uh, so it was good to see you all there, and I hope you'll join us back again on Real Talk.
1: Thank you so much,
0: Susan. Thank you, and thanks, everybody, for listening.